listening um and i think that was a good listen i think that was a good little segment that listening segment that listen that that might change uh some perspectives with with the way i go about how i listen so yeah for anything that brings um revelation to my own personal growth and our conversations is just life so yes i think that was a good segment that listening segment that was a really good conversation um so i want to go into Mm-mm. verbal abuse um hmm. why i want to talk about verbal abuse because we're talking about communication one and two and i think a lot of people misconstrue what verbal abuse is um there are so many levels of verbal abuse um it doesn't always have to look like how we think it looks like um verbal abuse the first thing people probably think about is like the movie precious with the, did you see the movie Precious? Uh, no. You didn't. Good. It's, it was very. Uh, I don't. It was very. I cannot do evil. But she literally, she was like very, um, very abusive verbally. You know, she told yeah. her she wasn't. You know, that type of thing where it was just like you ain't never gonna be nothing. You're ugly. You're this and that. That's like blatant verbal abuse, and right. like that's like we can see that. We can touch, taste, smell it. Um, but there is verbal abuse that I feel like people, people are starting to talk about it. I am seeing conversations about verbal abuse. I don't really think they're calling it verbal abuse. I think they're calling it narcissism. And I don't know what's this big deal about narcissism and things like that. Um, but yeah, so like the very first, uh, so I have, well, I guess I have manipulation as a, um, way to be a verbal abuser, but there's different kinds of ways that you manipulate. Um, so gaslighting is one of them. And I think that's a common one. That's like a very hot topic right now, this gaslighting thing. Um, and it's basically someone leading you to question your reality. So like an example, this used to happen to me all the time, my last relationship, um, where I present something and they'd be like, I don't remember doing that or nah, that I don't think that happened. And it's just like, but it did. I know it did. Oh, wow. So, and it's like, you know, it's one of those gray areas because it's like, did he really not remember or was he really just trying to invalidate me having feelings about something? Um, I'm trying to think of any other examples, but that's like, that's a form of abuse. That's a form of manipulation. I'm going to, I'm going to, try to make it seem like your evidence isn't real, so therefore your feelings can't be real, and therefore I'm not in the wrong, because your evidence isn't real, your feelings isn't real, so I, this is not even a conversation. I don't even know what we need to talk about. Um, and what? I think that's, we, I feel like, uh, we'll, we'll talk about this narcissistic character, because I think that's uh, one of the traits of being a narcissist. Um, oh, definitely. But I don't think because you gaslight that you're automatically a narcissist. Like, I think for the normal, normal conversations like me and Dave right now, I could be, you know, I can be gaslighting all the time and not really technically be a narcissist. You know what I'm saying? Like, not be diagnosed. Because technically, I'm a, I was a psychology major. In order for you to be any type of mental disorder from the DSM, 
you need to have a plethora of the symptoms. You don't just, oh, he gaslight, he's a narcissist. That's not that's well, not narcissism. Narcissism is a plethora of things, it's a combination of things. And on top of that, in order for you to be, well, this is how I was taught in college. I don't know if this is real or whatever, but in order for you to really be considered having a mental disorder and diagnosed with a mental disorder, it literally has to affect your life in a very negative way. Um, so this whole throwing narcissism on people when if they're not, if, if they're functional human beings and they're not like, you know, having all these different types of negative things happen to them in their life and their daily routine, they probably don't have a mental disorder. So I don't like how we're throwing around these mental disorders. Um, when people are just people, because we talked about that. One of the upper class, one of the um, last classes I took in college uh, around psychology, uh, we talked about the DSM and basically how it's just regular people. It's really just regular people with flaws. You know, it becomes a disorder when it's very uh, detrimental to your lifestyle, where it's like it's killing you, where it's like it's, you know, your, your, your behavior is, is crazy, you know. Some of us are just regular people who do bad things. It doesn't mean we have a mental disorder. I guess it's what I'm just trying to say. You can be a manipulator, a master manipulator, but it doesn't mean you have a mental disorder. Maybe you're not even conscious. Let's go back to the trauma episode. You're not even conscious that you're doing these things. You think you're, you think you're effective, but really you're not. Um, and that doesn't automatically make you, you know, needing a, you know, having a mental disorder. That's all. That's, I guess that's all I'm trying to say about that. Um, but I'm trying to think of something else with gaslighting because gaslighting is just such a, I feel like it's such a normal thing these days where people are just like, like even, I feel like even when we say we post a podcast clip and somebody will try so hard to make it seem like what you're saying isn't real, like, you know, just so they can feel like so they're they, doing no wrong. You so know what I mean? Can, they can feel validated. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's just something to discuss in a sense of like, are you are you a manipulator? Are you trying to manipulate this other person because you don't want to be held accountable and, and things of that nature? So I don't know. How do you how do you feel about gaslighting? Do you feel like you've experienced it? Do you feel like Absolutely. it's a huge deal? I've experienced it. I've done it. Right? <laughs> I'm trying to think if I've done it. I probably have. I can't think you probably of any have. times you just where I have. Probably didn't put didn't have a name for it. Yeah, um, but because that's what I'm saying. That's why I was trying to make a point about it. Not, you know, us not being so focused on the mental disorders. Let's just focus more so on the fact that it's happening amongst us, um, you I know, think, and I let's think, try to be intentional about mental disorder. It. I think it's a character trait where like I don't think narcissism is really a mental disorder. I think it's a character trait rather than a mental yeah. disorder. OK, um, but yeah. I think with gaslighting, which is a part of narcissism, because a narcissist, I've learned, is someone who is very unaware of themselves mm -hmm. and unaware of the reality they create for themselves and other people. Yeah. Um, and they're more impressed with the image they built than rather who they really are. Yeah. And you love this image you've built more than you love yourself. Mm -hmm. That's a narcissist. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think with gaslighting, it's more you're creating 
this false reality. Yeah. And someone is trying to tell you what the real reality is. Or they're showing you. Or they're showing you. And you're still like, yeah, no. And you still like. That ain't happening. That ain't happening for real. Because they just just can't face that yeah these these are the facts this is what's real this is the evidence and what really it really is is you're rejecting the truth of that you contributed to it yeah or you're the the foundation of it all yeah so um i just feel like if you're the type of person who gaslights you're just afraid of you the reality of who you are and the reality of your own life. Yeah. Because, of course, nobody wants to walk around and be like, I'm the problem. Yeah. But you're never going to have healthy relationships with anybody or we even with yourself. Yeah. If that's how you roll. Right. And like I said, like you said, you said you've done it. You know people that you've experienced it. I feel like we've all done it or do it. Um, but it's just this idea that it's manipulation, it's verbal abuse. And when it comes to abuse, that calls that that becomes a domino effect on on everything. Like the you know you're you're teaching verbal abuse. It's it's going down a lineage of people at that point. And I think that's probably why we have this communication issue amongst our culture and amongst the everyone. But right. you know I like to talk about our culture, but. Um, and I think it's because we're not aware that we are abusing each other. And that the fact that we are abusing each other is creating Trump traumatic events and the traumatic events is creating more traumatic events. And it's just this, 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 and the idea is that, do you know you're a verbal abuser? You know, cause sometimes like in this, in this show, I like to say things in a factual way to kind of not be like, well, this is what men do. This is what, just so people can be aware, aware of like, dang, I might have done that, or I think I do do that, or why do I yeah. do that? You know what I mean? Like, questioning yourself, it's okay, like, if you've done it before. Like, we all don't, everybody don't want to be held accountable. It's hard being held accountable. It's a very tough pillow, uh, pillow. <laughs> it's a very tough pill to swallow. <laughs> pillow. <laughs> Looking at the pillow. Right. But, um, and so, yes, it, it's, it, yeah. So, the next one I have is an ultimatum, and I'm bad at this. Oh, man. Um, ultimatums. Mm-hmm. So um, there's this girl that I, uh, this woman, I hate calling women black girls. Why do we say black girls and not black women? I don't know. Whatever. Um, it's this woman I follow. Her name is Kitty Rose. She talks about all this stuff. She talks about communication issues, uh, the bad ways to communicate and all of that. And I remember she had said one thing that struck a nerve uh, for me. And she was like, she said, stop threatening to leave your partner um when you don't get your way or when even if it's something that kind of is a deal breaker for you don't always jump to threatening to leave and not you know because I know this that's like a gray area for me because it's like I don't want to be and I think this is almost a trauma response because I feel like I grew up seeing staying no matter what right and so that made me like i'm leaving and every possible sign of bs i will not be here for that to trickle down to more bs you ain't about to get me i'm not about to be standing and dealing with you i used to have an issue with 
men talking about, because I know my daughter's dad used to say this all the time. He's like, can you stay down? And I used to hate when he said that because it's like, why can't you just step up so I don't have to be down? Like, why do I have to be down? I don't like this idea of me having to deal with all this bad, all these bad things. And that's what makes you a good woman. You know, so it's like a great area there mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, you're a good woman if you deal with all the bad things that comes from being being with a man. I soon, uh, recently, I feel like within these past few months, or I would say when we first started the podcast, right around the breakup um, that I had, I, I, just, I started realizing what stay down means. It doesn't mean that. Um, I think it means persevering and, and working through problems. Right. It doesn't mean deal with the bad stuff. It means right. deal with it in a healthy way. Deal with it, but deal with it in a healthy way. Don't deal with it in a passive way where it's like, oh, well, he didn't make excuses for him or her. But as long as y'all can come to a, a have these, you know, communicate well um, and work through the issues, I think that's what staying down is. Staying down is not dealing with BS. It's just not leaving at the first sight of it. Right. Um, and me learning just when I was studying communication and verbal abuse, ultimatums is a form of verbal abuse. Yes. Because um, if you give me an ultimatum, I'm choosing the one you don't want. And I think that that's what eventually happened. Because I'm, my last I'm petty like that. And it's just, and I know what you're trying to do. Yeah. And I'm intentionally going to be like, oh, you, well, if you, you either gonna do this or you gotta leave. I leave. Right. Not that I want to. Right. But you're not about to sit here and give me an ultimate right. and be like. Right. Because it's like, it's it's literally what is it? First of all, it's manipulation because it's like. Right. Absolutely. Can we look up the definition of manipulation? It's for. I feel like it's forcing. It's forcing a person to do something they don't want to do. It's like it's, it's coercion. Coercion. Am I saying that correctly? Because, like, you know, you're, you're leveraging the fact that, like, me, for instance, I did it all the time in my last relationship. It's probably part of the reason the relationship ended um, because it was so many times where I threatened to leave, actually left, whatever, whatever, the ultimatum thing. I was manipulating him. I was verbally abusing him, and I was leveraging the fact that I knew he didn't want to lose me. I was leveraging the fact that I was a good woman, you know what I'm saying, and I, I brought a lot of things to the table that he loved, and I leveraged that to, like, I'm not giving you none of these benefits no more unless you give me this, and that it's yeah. verbal abuse. And for me to know that's verbal abuse, ooh, that just, listen, that's a game changer for me. Um, you know, because anytime, and that's the thing too, like I can be honest, when anytime I gave him ultimatum and I was leaving, I never wanted to really leave. I never really wanted to break up or nothing like that. I just was using, I was using, um, like I said, I was leveraging the fact that I knew he didn't want to lose me. So I used that to get what I wanted out of him. But it wasn't effective because you know, after a while, you, and I think that's what the, the girl, Kitty Rose, I was getting to, she was saying, she was like, after a while, they're going to, they're going to have, you're going to cause abandonment issues. You're going to cause this issue of, are you going to stay with me? Or are you going to leave? You know what I mean? Like, so now I have a, now you created an abandonment issue within your relationship because you can't, you keep abusing it. You yeah. abusing it with your ultimatums. I'm, so I just I'm letting think, know now. I just think that's so dope because you will, we'll talk about that. Like, oh, you shouldn't leave. You know, you shouldn't talk about leaving and we shouldn't talk about breaking up. But to talk about it in a sense of it being verbal abuse again, that was a big game changer for me because I am a stickler on abuse. And to know that I play any role in being an abuser is 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 very important for me to realize. Um, I think 
Yeah, I'm gonna let y'all know now. <laughs> you can't be with a man who knows you're manipulating him. Yeah. Especially when he calls it out and you keep doing it. I've been through that. Yep, I kept doing it. I've been through that. Um, and I've learned that if you keep doing it, it's not going to end well. Right. Or it's going to end, period. Or it's, it's not. Anymore. Well, it's going to end. <laughs> you can put the period the right end, there. Period. That's it. That's all. <laughs> it's it's going to end because he's going to get tired of the fact that you're trying to manipulate him, that you're right. abusing him. For sure. And the fact that you're manipulating, you're manipulative, like you the only thing out here. Okay. Because that's how I was thinking. And I know we like, like to I sit thought here I was it. And, like think, and think people can't be replaced. You absolutely can. Because somebody's going to treat me better than what you treat me like right now. And even if they don't, I'm willing to take that risk because I don't know if you're going to stick around. So what, what is the point of working hard to keep you if I don't know if you're going to be kept? But my thing is this. I absolutely agree. You, you should work through the hard stuff. Yeah. You should persevere. Yeah. There comes a point, though, where... Um, right. That's the gray area yeah. for me. There, yeah. comes, there comes a point... Talk about it. I already know what you're about to like, do that. All right, we've been working at this for quite some time. And um, are you ever gonna? Come and I'm around? not saying you should change in a specific time. This is not working out for me because you're still disrespectful, you're still manipulative, and I don't have to put up with this. Right. And the fact that all of a sudden now that I'm about to leave, you want to fix it now? I'm I'm already checked out. Yeah. I don't want to come back. Yeah. I still care for you. I still love you. Yeah. But I love me too. Yeah. And I love you enough. I've said this before. Um. I love me enough. Sometimes I got to go. Yeah. And and it's crazy because we literally like when me and my ex, you know, we're in real estate together. And we when we did our first flip, we went to dinner and we kind of brought that up like on the way home. And we were talking about, you know, I was talking about the ultimatum thing. I wasn't talking about it in the sense of verbal abuse, but I was talking about it in the sense of I was wrong for it. And like I was I admitted like, yeah, I was definitely wrong for continuing to break up with you or threaten to break up with you. But at the same time, I was just like, I, I struggled with this gray area of, am I going to deal with this forever? Or at what point do I say, I'm going to keep working and, or I'm going to give up? Like, I think that's what I've always been scared even, of. And I think and people take giving up as a bad thing. In some, some, if not most cases, it is. Yeah. But giving up and me leaving something that isn't healthy for me is two different things. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like. I guess, but you, when you think about, so if we're thinking about like someone like me that that's aware that I abused their relationship by threatening to leave, I was giving ultimatums knowing that that wasn't my true intent or my true feelings, but at the same time I wasn't happy. How do we fix that? You know what I'm saying? Like how do we make sure, how do I make sure that I'm not, continuously doing that um but yeah. at the same time kind of making sure that i'm happy too you know what i'm saying yeah it's you, very hard you have to be intentional about you before don't don't even worry about him forget him right now what are your intentions for yourself yeah and i think we ignore that it's like well especially it's really easy for passive people like me to ignore me yeah it's just like 
we get so focused on the other person and we just forget our own needs and, and yeah. things like that. Yep. And we are so trying to make this work yeah. that we ignore all the red flags mm. and we ignore all the things and be like, oh, I, I'm, I'm a patient dude. I can put up with this. Yeah. You're only going to be patient for so long. Right. And um, So what is a breaking point like? I guess it feels differently for different people, but I guess for me, because I'm in introspection mode and I'm thinking like, okay, you're, you, you're verbally abused when you do this, but I feel like I'm also dramatic. So it's like, if I'm taking out the fact that I don't give ultimatums anymore, how do I protect myself from making sure that I'm happy at the same time? And I guess because it's like, it's, I, I, uh, it's very hard to even think about because it's like you cook. I remember so so Michelle Obama was talking about that, like how she was. She she talked about. The, did you see that interview? I only watched seeing clips of it where she talked about how she was unhappy in her marriage with yeah. Barack for a very long time. Yeah. And it's like, dang, like, is that what it takes? Or like, how do you know where it's like this is a true breaking point, or this is just like you just need to you know, toughen up. You just need to, listen, you can do this. You know what I'm saying? I think it starts. I think it's hard. Are you happy within yourself first? You need to have that conversation with you. Yeah. Because if you're looking at your spouse, your partner, to make you happy, Mm -hmm. they're going to fail every time. Yeah. There'll be moments of happiness with your partner. Okay, However, if you get to a place where you're that unhappy, it's because you forgot about you. Yeah. What makes you happy? What right. Outside of your partner. Yeah. What makes you happy? What gives you life? Because you was happy before they got there. So you feel like that's kind of the missing piece to persevere in relationships. Because yeah. if you're not happy within yourself, it's going to be very hard for your partner to make you happy. So that's going to make your breaking point seem very apparent when really you should have been working on yourself all through that whole time. And then it's easier for you to persevere at that point because regardless, you're good. You don't stop working on yourself because somebody else comes into the picture. Yeah, And I think a lot of us, you know, and a lot of us do. It's like, like I said, we, we ignore our own feelings because we want to take care of this person so much because we love them so much. But how can I love you fully if I'm ignoring how I feel. Right. And not only that, if I'm if if I'm loving you to the point where I'm ignoring how I love myself, that doesn't mean that you're doing that. Right. So the reciprocation looks real bad at that point. And, and it's not even that the person's wrong for not reciprocating. You wasn't supposed to be doing all that in the first place. And, and I think is, that was another thing that I had an issue with in my last relationship. We have these unrealistic expectations because mm-hmm. we haven't communicated these expectations. Right. Um, that this person is supposed to reciprocate right. what you're giving them. And it's like, no, they're doing what makes them happy. Right. And they check in with you every now and then. Right. You stopped making... Yourself doing what, happy. Right. You stopped doing the things that make you happy, that bring right. you life, to focus all on this one person. Right. And that's just going to end up in disaster anyway. Yeah. Like, for me... You, I know you had dreams and goals in a life before you met me. Yeah. I still want you to pursue that. Right. Just know, as just check in every now and then with me. Yeah. I don't need you linked up to me 
everywhere that I go. Right. Because at some point, I'm going to kick you off. Right. Because you're annoying at this point. And at some point, like, it's time to address, like, are you an individual? Like, you know what I mean? When right. you become a, in a relationship. And you lose your individuality. You lose your individuality. Yeah. Um, so I think, that's, I think that's dope. That was some dope points that we had there about ultimatums. Because, like I said, that's a struggle. I don't know in my next relationship if that's not going to happen again or not. I feel like it probably will um, because I think I'm still dealing with the trauma of watching um, the opposite, basically. You and know what and I'm the saying? thing is, it, it's going to show up. However, you now have the tools yeah. to make it work. Yeah. The thing is... You have to be aware of yourself. Yeah. And you have to continue to love yourself enough to be like, all right, I know what my breaking point is. For me, I didn't know what my breaking point was until I was in it. Because right. you can tear a person down so much. Yeah. To they don't want to come back anymore. Yeah. And they can and they can try to jump back in all they want to. It's just it's just not there anymore. Yeah. And you got to come to that realization. Yeah. Um and it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt the other person. Yeah. And you just got to deal with it. Yeah. And you got to move forward. Um but I just pray that I'm not the I'm not the person that's trying to change so much and trying to make sure I'm the best version of myself so much that I realize my flaws to the point where I want them to completely disappear. Uh, but sometimes it's not just about making your flaws disappear. Sometimes it's just managing them to your yeah. advantage. And it, your flaws make you who you are. Yeah. Like nobody wants a nobody like a, wants a flawless person. Right. Like if you if that's you, you're living in a freaking other world <laughs> that doesn't exist. Um, but. You have to be okay with your flaws before you try to get somebody else okay with yours. Yeah. And so um, I think flaws make us beautiful. Like, show me all the scars. Show me all the stuff that's jacked up about you. Yeah. I can love you through that. Yeah. However, I'm not about to be your personal punching bag either. Yeah. So let's deal with it. Let's deal with the stuff. Yeah. I'm I'm your teammate. Let's deal with it. Yeah. But the moment you feel like you've made it, right. we got a problem. So this next one is interesting. Uh silent treatment. <laughs> That's a form of abuse. It according is. to I don't remember it what is. I re was researching. I ain't even gonna lie to y'all. Um but silent treatment. Oh my God. When I say I literally feel like, I, I think I've seen some meme or a TikTok or something about that where they say the si silent treatment is almost equivalent as physic a physical punch, like a physical yeah. attack. It's the pain from being ignored is almost the same as, like, being punched in the face. Um, so, I mean, to me, that's kind of blatant abuse. I never really looked at it like abuse. Um, and I, I, I've never been the silent treatment type either. I am a attack head on. I am an aggressive communicator, defensive, so I still have the, the abuse in there. But silent treatment wasn't one of them. I was one of the ones that probably need to, to, to not talk as much. I was the talker. So um, how am, do we feel about the silent treatment, Dave? Because I feel like you a silent treater. Uh, yeah, I am. 
That's one of one of my You're flaws. <laughs> That's one of my flaws. Um, I am a silent treatment person. Only after I have said so many times how I feel. Like, because I hate repeating myself over and over and over, which I'm learning that in relationships, especially committed relationships, it's an ongoing process of repeating yourself. Yeah. Um. However, I am not at that place right now. <laughs> um, I don't want to repeat myself ever. Um, I just, I get to a place where if I give you the silent treatment, it's for a reason. Yeah. I'm not just doing it just because. Um, yeah. Also, I'm not that much of a talker. Yeah. At all. I'm much more of a listener. So, as y'all can see on this podcast, Nails is the talker. I am the listener. And I am the listener, And and I just respond when needed. Um, (laughs) Oh, okay. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's great. That was was funny. That was hilarious. That's great. I can't believe you said Mm -hmm. that. That's great. What would you even think? That's great. I was thinking we've already been through this before because I didn't press record. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, that's great. Mm, That's great. (laughs) I really don't like you. So stupid. (laughs) So dumb. Um, I don't Uh, know. I honestly, I don't know where that came from. (laughs) Where what came from? Um. Silent treatment? The silent treatment. Oh, okay. <laughs> are, we, are we really back in? No. Um, you don't know where it came from? I thought you said it came from not being understood or not being... Yeah. There you go. Um, not being understood. Not being afraid of saying the wrong thing. Um, or it, me saying what I have to say and it being used against me. So... Yeah. If that happens, I usually just I give the silent treatment. It's like, what am I uh, saying I this for? Say. Because I've already said it a f- quite a few times. Yeah. And um, you're still hurting me. So, um, at this point, I just feel like I'm I'm knocking on a brick wall at this point. Yeah. And nothing's getting through. So usually that's where I go, um, and it takes a lot for me to come out of that. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's a little bit of insight for me because I'm the opposite, and but I've deal I've dealt with like that a lot. Um, me being an extrovert, I date introverts, so the silent treatment is definitely is going to happen, especially with me being aggressor, and I'm going to t- I'm going to trigger that silent treatment immediately. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like the worst thing you could ever do to me is ignore me. Like that hurts so bad. Like let's talk. Obviously, I have to take accountability for bringing it out of you and things like that. But I can I can definitely see like that's not one of those things like ultimatum and uh, gaslight manipulation. Like silent treatment was not one of those things that 
I needed, I'm like surprised that that's abuse. Like I feel that abuse when that happens to me. Like it hurts so bad for somebody to just like ignore you for days and days and days and days. And you guys never reconciled anything. You guys never came to an agreement. You don't even know where you stand, stand with this person. And it, it yeah. eats you up. It and eats you up It's so unfair much. to that person to leave them in the dark. Yeah. And I've done that. And I've come to the realization it's wrong. Um, Cause I wouldn't want nobody to do that to me. Yeah. Um, I'm having a realization moment and I'm going to do this. No, I'm going to do it on camera cause I don't care. Um, I did that to you. You have. Recently. I did that to you and I want to apologize. <laughs> it's okay. No, it's not okay. <laughs> no, when I say it's okay, I mean like, it really is. You know, you're a, you're a human. Yeah. But I appreciate your apology How, and your acknowledgement. However, I have my reasons. Absolutely. It wasn't like giving you the silent treatment. Now, I, the full details, we ain't talking about on camera. <laughs> um, but I did do that to you. And publicly, I will, even though this was a private thing. Yeah. Publicly, I will apologize because it's one, an I didn't, show. I didn't know how you felt about the silent treatment, even though that wasn't my intention. That's yeah. what it came across as. Yeah, of course. And so, um, it was never. I never wanted to just disappear. That was never the case. Yeah. Um, because I do care about you. Yeah. And I care about your feelings and things like that. Um, and so, yeah, I just I want to apologize for that. It literally just hit me like. I did that to her <laughs> and that's not right. Um, and, and hearing you now talk about how detrimental that is to you, how much that hurts you. Internally right now, I'm like, dang, I messed up. <laughs> like, probably going to feel this for the next few days. But it's okay. However, um, it wasn't right. And um, I just owe you that apology. I appreciate it. Um, I don't, I didn't ever communicate that to you either, you know, uh, how I felt about it. Um, because I'm in, I feel like I'm, I make a lot of things about myself. Um, even if my feelings are valid, sometimes I feel like expressing them is still making things about me. Sometimes somebody can be going through something or, you know, you, you never know what it is. And I am the type of person where I'm just going to assume, like, you're ignoring me or you're not, you know, attentive to me or you're not this and you're not that. But some people just need, even if it's wrong because of how it's perceived, how I perceive it or whatever, I, I never wanted to make how you feel or what your world and what you're going through about me. You know what I'm saying? Um... So I guess, you know, I appreciate your apology, but because I never communicated anything, you know, I wouldn't say you did anything wrong. I think you were just being you and you wasn't aware of what being you was doing to me. Yeah. Um, and so now you're aware of that, which is great, which is why, you know, you're apologizing, which I appreciate. But um, I guess, you know, that goes back to communication, um, being honest about how you feel about something and 
Um, you know, that could have been a com- that could have been a conversation we had. Yeah, and, and I, it could have been in a regular tone, regular way. wasn't the hugest deal. Um, but yeah, and yeah. You know, we're kind of. <laughs> I'm weak in my head because we're doing this on camera, but yeah. whatever. Uh, you know that with us, it's more than just this podcast. Yeah. Um, and my intentions are to never make you wonder, never make you hurt, things like that, even though I am a very flawed man. Mm-hmm. And um, at some point it's going to happen whether I want it to or not. Um, but I want you to know that you're all right over there. You need some water. Baby. You need some water. We don't have any cold ones, but they're they're behind you, baby. Oh, I thought you said do. You, I, I thought you said you need some water, meaning you don't have any. I'm weak. <laughs> all right. Um. But yeah, I I want to acknowledge that. Um. But you know what it does for me though that I I. Um, first of all, it makes me proud of me to even say this, but I love, I love the opportunity that things like that brings to work on me. Yeah. Um, getting, just because I feel a way about the silent treatment doesn't mean that every behavior after how I feel is okay. Yeah. So for me, that's part of my issue. I can have valid feelings all day, but the actions that I use, that I, that I, um, the things that I do, my behavior after my feelings, that can completely just invalidate or cause a whole new issue. Um, so I feel like that's a part of, that's a part of what I'm working on with myself. So if I'm, I'm going to experience being let down. It's about the behavior that comes behind that yeah. is what determines your character and who you are. And you're not you're not even going to know what your character is unless you're dealing with it or you 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 come across that. So I appreciate the opportunity to for me to be hurt and handle it in a healthy way. Handle it internally. Don't try to make someone feel bad about how they how they made you feel. You know, sometimes. Cause and that's another thing. Like I don't know why the silent treatment hurts me that, that much. Is it really someone else's fault? I don't know. That's something that I gotta dig deeper and find out. Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't even say it's it, it's 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 definitely not the other person's fault, um, especially if I haven't communicated it. But is it really valid for me to feel so hurt to the point where I gotta make sure this person knows I'm so hurt from the silent treatment, or is it something that I can internally deal with with myself? So. Um. It's and just, I, I want to do this. I want to say this too. Yeah. I give you permission to knock on the door and be like, "Hey, I'm hurt. It's me." Yeah. Like you have no reason to run because you haven't given me one. Mm-hmm. Um, I give you permission to be like, "Hey, you've gone quiet. Yeah. Are we okay? What's going on? Tell me what's going on." Yeah. And um. Cause I'm not the the type to just open and be like, "This is what's going on," right? For oh, I know clear reasons. <laughs> Trust um, me. <laughs> but if you ask, I'll tell you. Yeah, for sure. And which I know. What which is I usually needed. when I do, I feel like I did ask eventually. I let it go for a while, and then I think I talked about it with you. Maybe. I don't know. 
Um, but yeah, did you have anything else to say about that? Nope. Appreciate you. I appreciate you. In all ways, the apology, but also the the being you and for some reason being you helps my development. And I just think that's, you know, uh, the best part about our friendship. You yeah. know, it's just like you being you, me knowing you and your intentions is pure. Your intentions is not to harm me. So me knowing that you've already shown that that's that's makes it way easier for me to to reevaluate any and all actions that's hurtful to me and it's going to keep me from reacting in a in a, a toxic way or in right. a negative way so whoo love it love you love the you. next one is uh love bombing what did i say about this using love to get something out of a person Okay, hmm. so that's interesting. It is interesting. Let me see if I can look up a different definition because before I get into it, I was thinking love bombing was more so. Practice lavishing with someone attention. Yeah, so it's almost like it's fake. That's how I'm looking at it. love bombing. It's not like real love. It's kind of like you're you're using actions and behavior to make it feel like it's real love. Right just to um just to get something out of them you know just to get them to have sex with you or get them to buy you something or get them to just be in this bubble that you want them in a sense of control it's, it's manipulation manipulation and um, if it's manipulation it ain't love i'm sorry i don't know if i've ever been love bombed before if i ever i mean i feel like i feel like i've experienced fake fake love before where it was like I don't think you really feel this way. I think you're just trying to get something from me. I think you just, and I feel like women go through that all the or, time. I mean, men that just want sex, they'll make it yeah. seem like they want a relationship. Or they, they just really need don't. a place to live. Um. <laughs> right. They're rubbing on you a little too much and they ain't got no address. Okay. Right. <laughs> Red flag. I think, um, I think also too, some people use love as a scapegoat. And um, what do you mean a scapegoat? Like, I mean, I know what a scapegoat is, but I'm trying to figure out how love. Like you're can be trying used to, that. you're using love as a reason to run. Meaning, like, I love you, but I just can't stay. Like it's real dramatic. Like, um, but it's like I said, at the, the root of all this is fear. Yeah. So it's like you're using love to either get something, or you're using love to get out of something. Do you think you've, uh, have you been love bombed before and did you fall for it? Did you uh, notice it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Maybe once. I think it's very easy for men to be love bombed. I, you know, because I think it's a typical thing. It's like, yeah, men yeah, want cause, sex. Because we stupid. Women go through it. We, we stupid. When it comes to women, y'all are so dumb. We y'all are dumb as a box of rocks. Oh, we so dumb. I remember I had got into a whole debate with this guy because he just felt like, well, I gotta be harder on my on my daughter because she's easily manipulated. She's a girl, you know. She go to a mechanic shop; they are gonna take advantage. Do you know how mm -hmm. easy it is to manipulate a man yeah. as a woman? Because we think we don't think with our brains; we think with our um. Like what? How many men do our we, other body part? I know probably more than three men that died because they they were manipulated by a woman. Yeah. They it's, literally die. They literally put really, themselves in danger. Um, it's really easy for us really to be easy. manipulated by women. 
Really easy. Especially I'm like, if we're attracted. Be harder on your daughter. Be harder on your son. Especially if we're really attracted to this woman. Yes. She can throw up all the red flags, all of them, and we'd yes. be like, "Nope, I'm still in love with her. That's see, still my girl." But I see. I feel like it could. That's a form of abuse, 100. percent But I feel like it could also be a good thing if a woman is able to get something out of her man by being womanly. Yeah, I think it, that's beautiful at the same time. On, but it's it's based on the intention, though. Like, what are your intentions? Is your intentions pure? Is your intention for right. me and you, or is it just for you? Is it just for your right. benefit? If, if if you're trying to get something out of it, depending on what it is, I guess. Right. Um, but if you're just trying to manipulate this man to pay all your bills yeah. and take care of your kids, and right. you don't really like this dude for yeah. real, you're wrong. Right. But if you are trying to, you know get something out of him, like get information out of him because you want to do something nice for him or things right. like that, then I get that. But it's like... Or it's not even that. It just goes back to communication. Like, I feel like a lot of women, we get we we don't get what we want from men. And I, I, I feel like part of it is because of who we're choosing to uh, fellowship with and be in relationships with. But I also feel like it's our lack of not even knowing how to handle men, not even knowing how to talk to men, not even knowing how to get things out of men. Um, our behavior should, I feel like our behavior should kind of influence what a man does. It should. If it, if it can do it in a bad way, you should be able to do it in a good way too. Like even right. if, you're having, like if you're having an argument or something. Um, like I remember this, this one girl, I think I reposted it the other day. She talked about how her man just spazzed out on her. And she looked at him and said, listen, I want this to work. She said it in a calm tone. She touched his ear. She touched his face. Listen, let's talk. She held his hand. Let's sit down. Let's talk. Calmed him down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's kind of a manipulating thing, but it's, it, it, it works. And it could work in an well, effective way. Because your approach, it's not even the manipulative. It's if you know this is how he best communicates then your approach is right. If you're calm and you're approaching him in a calm way and you know he best communicates when, communicates when things are calm, I don't think that's manipulation. I think you're just approaching it in a healthy manner. I think it's manipulation because... Ah, they're using... The definition of manipulation is hard because they're using manipulation in the... Influence. That's what I feel like manipulation is. It's influence, control of another, mm -hmm. usually in a, man a manner that facilitates one's personal aims. But just think about it like this. Your, your spouse or partner is, is coming, at you, coming to you aggressively. Uh, they're in their feelings. They're being aggressive. Um, that's what they want at that point. That's what they want for themselves. They right. want to be aggressive. They want to lash out. That's, they feel good about that. But then you manipulate them to calm down, chill out, right. be at peace. And I feel like that is I feel like that's manipulation because your your personal aim is to get them to calm down and you do it. You're able to do it. Um, and I think a lot of women, we downplay our ability to do that with men. And we fight fire with fire instead of saying, let him be aggressive. But you be a woman. You be at peace. You be his peace. Being his peace. I feel like has a lot to do with being able to put him at peace. It's not just being his peace and, and you're and put him at peace 
you only put him at peace. You're not really doing it at, at, at that intentionally. You're just being a woman, and that's what's bringing him peace, if that right. makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, the whole aggressive example, I feel like women, and, and I may get some backlash for this, but I feel like men are more naturally aggressive and women are more naturally not. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I feel like more so in, in modern times, maybe not, but I feel like I don't think, I feel like men, you're you're the provider, you're the protector. You have to have some type yeah. of aggression. Oh, yeah. Women, not that's not really our nature, for real. And I think that became our nature because we independent and we right. we don't, we have to raise our kids on our own and now we we grown to be this aggressive and, you know, we, we got to think we're learning from our parents and we're learning from, and we're creating this lifestyle of, of being aggressive and things like that, but I don't believe that aggression is in a woman's nature. Right. Um, and so I feel like there's a reason for that. You know, if you got this lion, you know, being a protector in the jungle, but then he comes home to not that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's going to manipulate him, but it's manipulating him in a good way. It's giving him what he needs. Um, and I think a lot of women, like I said, we downplay our ability to do that, our ability to be a woman and how that, how that does enough to keep a man, um, however you want him to be, <laughs> yeah. you know? Uh, so I got two more of the uh, verbal abuse and then talk a little bit about emotional intelligence and we could be, we could kind of be done. Um, victim playing, victim playing. I think we kind of talked about that already a little bit. I feel like that's kind of like gaslighting in a way, you know, it's like, Oh, uh, cause if, I feel like if you're playing victim, you're not looking at the reality. You're not looking at the evidence. You're not looking at, you're just stuck in your way, stuck in who, what you're doing. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. How, how do you feel about it? I feel like victim plan is literally you just not, you don't, you don't care about how the other person feels. You just care about how you feel. So I feel like that goes back to narcissism well, and Yeah, because you, you live in a fence. So you are, you'd rather, it's always everybody else except you. Like if, I was about to give an example, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> It's like if if I approach you about the same thing over and over mm -hmm. and you're like, but you keep coming up with excuse after excuse. Or if I tell you how you feel, how I feel about something that you did to me and then it you all of a sudden get sad and depressed and you go into this this uh, rabbit hole of how you're just not a good person and you yeah. self uh, sabotage yourself uh, and then it becomes a thing of now we're not even focused on my feelings now I got to get you out of this right, rabbit hole right. so we can get to what I'm talking about that's you playing the victim absolutely because it's no longer even about my feelings it's not anymore. about your feelings anymore now it's about how I got to get you now it's about how my feelings affect you right and now we got to talk about how my feelings affect you and then we never even get back to how I felt about anything exactly yeah that's abuse that's yes. abuse oh crazy 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 uh because you may think it's like oh I'm just trying to I'm just trying to make sure that we we get all the feelings out but you don't know that you're just completely downplaying how they feel the whole time right. um Triangulation is the last, uh, I'm sure there's many others, but these are the ones that stuck out to me. I hate tri the triangulation. Triangulation means you 
if somebody like say you at you at you like this happened uh at just uh my friend birthday at the hookah bar you get somebody to confirm your feelings you just automatically think it's right so triangulation is third party confirmation meaning oh, like yeah. say it was a third person on this uh on this podcast right now me and you disagree that person agree with one of us oh so see that means it's right no it don't that's manipulation that is abuse that's confirmation bias for sure for sure um and we i think we all do it to an extent like i think we just feel good about you feel better when you ain't the only one right but it's like you and them can both be wrong like what are you talking about right um, so I put in here, a lot of us are verbal abusers because we are. Um, I think that's the point of me going through the verbal abuse and talking about the definitions and giving examples because we all do all of this. And it's all a part of being a healthy communicator is knowing when you are an abuser um, and, and knowing how to um, kind of get out of being an abuser. Obviously, you have to be aware of yourself. You have to be aware of your triggers. You have to be aware of your trauma. But I feel like you also have to be emotionally intelligent. And that's why I kind of want to go into, I don't want to get too deep into it um, because I know we're probably going going on and on on time here. But um, emotional intelligence is literally just, to me, like this, I, I research stuff and then I come up with my own definition. I feel like emotional intelligence is your choice, your choices that are exclusive to your feelings. So basically, you're not your emotional intelligence is your ability to choose no matter how you feel about something. And that's think about it when it comes to being a verbal abuser and bad communication. What are you doing? The opposite. Right. Everything is about your feelings. Um, When you learn to manage your emotions to the point where you make decisions that has nothing to do with them. That's emotionally intelligent. And that's where you are able to be assertive. And that's where you're not passive aggressive because you know how you feel and you know how to communicate it. And you know that what behaviors is good behavior versus not good behaviors. And you're not, you're able to think logically where you're not in your feelings all the time. That's going to take away from victim playing. That's going to keep you from gaslighting. That's going to keep you from doing a lot of things because now you're, you're all about logic. You're not all about emotion. You're not emotionally driven. So that's why I wanted to talk about emotional intelligence because we could talk about verbal abuse all day, but what, how do you fix that? And I feel like learning how to manage your emotions, um, obviously that comes after getting to know the fact that you have bad emotions. Or getting to, you have to get to know yourself first, but I think after getting to know yourself, now let's manage it. Now let's manage, like, like you, we was talking about me being stressed. I feel like it's never going to be a point where I'm not stressed, but now I journal. Now I do things to manage my feelings so that I'm not spazzing on people. Yes. Um, so uh, in the book I was reading, it was talking about mental, ver- mental toughness and anger management. So that's kind of an aspect of emotional intelligence, being mentally tough, being able to take on, um, you know, feelings without reacting badly, basically. Right. Being able to take bad feelings without acting badly. Same with anger management, being able to manage your anger. You, you're angry, but you're not going to punch somebody. You know what I'm saying? All of this, I feel like, ties into being a good communicator. Oh, um, it does. Do you have anything to it say does. about those I mean, things? emotional intelligence is just being self-aware. Like, yes. Really? Yes, That's really all yes, it is. Yes, I'm angry. However, I'm not going to let my anger cause me to go there. Right. Um, that's what that is. You just, like, for me, the reason I don't allow myself it takes a lot for me to get pissed off. Like, yeah. it's only I can count on one hand how many times I've been so upset. All I saw was red. Yeah. Um, 
I don't I don't let people take me there because I know how I am when I get there. Yeah. If I do get there, I don't care about nobody's feelings. I don't care who's around. I see red, and if you in the way, you going not you physically, get but verbally. Most people think because I'm calm and I'm chill, I don't say much, that I won't check you. Right. And that I won't cuss you out because I will. Right. However, um, I know how I am when I get to that point. Yeah. So I don't let myself get there despite what you did. Yeah. So do you feel like you're mentally tough? Yeah. I've been, I think I'm getting there. I don't think I'm there yet, though. I've been through enough to where I had to be. To where it's like, like the car thing um, with my car. I wasn't tripping. I was like, it'll work. See me, I'm like, ah. Like, it'll it'll get figured out. Like, it is what it is. There's other solutions. There's yeah. Uber. There's whatever. Yeah. If I need to pay for it. Yeah. I'm always going to make money. If they keep making, they're going to keep making money. So I'm going to keep making money. Right. You for know? sure. Um. So, or like another situation right now, you know, I just left one of my job, the job that I had, full-time entrepreneur now. Um, However, that also means the income ain't the same right now. So it's like, um, I could be stressed about that. I could, but it's like, I'm a solutionist. So it's like, I'm not, I could sit here and be like, oh, I don't know what to do. Right. That part. Um, however, I know I'm built a different way. I'm built different. Yeah. My mental is what keeps me going. Yeah. And some people will try to talk you down to where they are. You can't do that with me. Yeah. You got to level up at the end of the day. For sure. Like if you're not, I'm a man who moves in faith. Yeah. So if something goes wrong, we'll have an emotional moment for about two to three minutes. After that, it's go time. Let's, it's go time. Yeah. Let's figure it out. Right. For sure. Um, so I have like just a list of things, but I think we touched on it a lot with mental toughness and anger management. Um, one thing I just want to point out um, about mental toughness, and anger management, because a lot of things I wrote down, we've kind of already discussed, um, is that it takes intention. I feel like to be mentally tough, I, I feel like people may hear the, the, this conversation and this message and think, okay, when it comes down to it, I'm going to try to not act on my emotions. Or I'm going to try to not be emotionally driven, let my behavior be emotionally driven. But I think, um, and it, it, with the book I was reading, um, that's what he talked about. He talked about emotional intelligence being intentional and other aspects of your life you build mental toughness by doing certain things by going to the gym by creating challenges in your life um creating you know I wouldn't say creating obstacles but creating goals that kind of brings obstacles and overcoming those obstacles so you're not going to be mentally tough if you're not purpose driven if you're not trying to get something done if you're not setting goals and achieving them if you're not uh, trying to live a healthy lifestyle if you're not trying to get to know yourself if you're not intentional about identifying issues all of those things you're not I don't feel like you're going to be able to be mentally tough it's going to take practice in other aspects of your life for you to even be able to um to 
experience it or not even experience it, but act on it in relationships and in, you know, um, communicating and all of those things. So I feel like that's important to bring up because it mental toughness is, isn't just about, Oh, when I have the conversation, I'm going to try not to be emotional. No, it's, it's a everyday thing. It's a lifestyle to be mentally yeah. tough. So I think that's, that's, that was my biggest point with mental toughness and anger management. It's intentional in all aspects of your life. And I think that's how it becomes this, this, um, way you're able to do it in in relationships and in, in communicating because you are already that person you have already fed into being mentally tough without relationships so when you get in a relationship that's where it comes out and you're able to do it right um but i don't feel like you you have to wait on getting into relationships and getting into these uh arguments to ex- to be intentional about being mental tough you can be intentional about being mentally tough by simply setting a goal to lose weight setting a goal to be fit setting a goal to uh you know in your career setting a goal to whatever all of that is going to build mental toughness if you really are driven to do it you're going to have things that you have to overcome you're going to have right. to not be able to act on your emotions true so yeah. Um, I think we can save love languages for a different episode. Oh, yeah. Um, we, I didn't know communication was going get, to get that deep. Like, you know, I should have known, but I didn't know. I have here, don't judge your emotions. I don't know what I meant by that. Maybe don't stigmatize yourself from being emotional. It's okay. Um, don't trap it's yourself. Just about, it's just about management. There's nothing management. wrong with being emotional. Nothing wrong yeah. with it. It's just the management that's the issue, I think, and the behavior. Yes, the only issue is what you allow your emotions to, to let influence. you do. Yeah. yeah, that's the only for thing. sure. But it's okay to be emotional. Absolutely, cool. absolutely. Great conversation. That was so great. I love that. Great conversation. We uh, usually do this next segment. It's called "Did That Really Happen?" <laughs> um, your boy's been busy. <laughs> we don't have a. Uh, and um, I don't have no social one. media posts. I gotta. I've been getting ready. For this uh, private screening premiere, premiere tonight, um, which will be Saturday when y'all see this. Um, this uh, this past Saturday when y'all see this. Um, so yeah, been getting prepared for that. Been editing. Um, I've been busy, but things are starting to slow down, which is great because I can really focus on building this thing like I want to. Um, which means I'm saying no to a lot of things, a lot of things, which means I'm also going to be home more often, too. So um, just be on the lookout for more stuff. Absolutely. Um, we're going to work on Jazzy's YouTube channel. Um, At some point. We got new shows coming. All the things. All the things. Um, so thank you all so much for tuning in. We know, but for real, we out. We out. Nah, but for real, tell me how I feel We on the fire, tell me what's the deal Nah, but for real, tell me how I feel